This is How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. Where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. What's up, guys? Welcome back to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. My name's John, and I am sitting in the studio with Aaron today. Aaron, what's up, man? Hey, John. I'm doing good. Excited to be in here recording another episode for everybody. Heck yeah. Yeah, so it's always a good time. So, you know, I think we got a pretty interesting topic today. For sure. It's been a while since we've dived into the world of promos. So today, we're going to talk about the pro wrestling promo and how you need to structure your speech just like your match, and we're going to give you some comparisons on how to do that. Yeah, I'm excited. So your promos, guys, are more important than your matches. I want to hit you right over the head with that right off the bat. And there you go. I said it. I don't want to bury the lead today. Your ability to speak and emote through vocals and facial expressions to a live audience or even to a camera is more important than your ability to do moves inside the ring. Now, you need both. But... If you're learning, you know, or if you're, honestly, if you're leaning completely on your wrestling skills alone, that, you know, to carry you through to the next level, I'm afraid that you're going to be spinning your wheels for the foreseeable future. You know, you love designing a compelling wrestling match, right? But you got to stop being afraid of promos, guys. Learn to structure them exactly like you structure your matches, and you can unlock some true potential. Because the growth side that you're needing to accomplish Probably not in the wrestling. If you're already a capable wrestler, it's probably not in the moveset in the ring. The growth that you need to accomplish is where you're really struggling, which is verbally. A lot of guys do. So, guys, before we get more into that, I want you to head on over to YouTube. Please, How to Become a Pro Wrestler on YouTube. Subscribe to us and also click that bell. That way you get every new video delivered directly to you. You can also leave comments on there. We love to interact with you guys on the comments on the YouTube videos. Share some with your friends. we got lots of videos up right now and new ones coming all the time. All right, guys. There is an art and elegance to designing a good pro wrestling match. But you already know that, right? That is why legendary performers like Michael Hayes, Dean Malenko, Arn Anderson, so many more have found success as agents in pro wrestling after their in-ring careers have ended. Their minds are incredible, and they have so much to offer beyond what their actual bodies are capable of. There's not much better feeling than all the different components of a wrestling match clicking together like the perfect puzzle. Now, some of you get it, you know, you need to be able to speak and perform, but human nature is, you know, to always shy away from the thing that you are less talented at. And trust me, I know. So here we come with the hard truth, like a super kick to the jaw, guys. The level up, the breakthrough you are desiring as a performer is not in the matches that you already are an expert at crafting. It's in the skill you've been neglecting. So today, Aaron and I are going to draw some comparisons between the different components of a pro wrestling match and link them to their counterparts in a pro wrestling promo, hopefully to disarm your fear of speaking and unlock that true potential, guys. So I'm going to get right into it. I made some bullet points for you here. We'll call this number one. Number one is the feeling out process, and that's the beginning of the match, right? That's your introduction to your promo, and that's the beginning of your match. This is where you introduce yourself to the crowd or the camera, which has a crowd behind it at some point, right? There are people watching your video. That's the idea. If you are in front of a live audience, it might be an actual 
feeling out process, just like your match is. Inside the match, you might be doing you know the lockup, the collar and elbow tie up, or uh, trading shots with your opponent, trading whatever it might be with your opponent. And here, you're doing the same thing with the crowd, okay? You might do this by mentioning an opponent's name in your promo. That's almost like the that's like the, the lockup or the next move in your promo. You say someone else's name, which sometimes can get a reaction just like that. Oh, we've got John calling out this person. Like, that could be an interesting match, and it sounds like he's about to start talking about him. It's the feeling out process. How does that crowd react to hearing someone else's name? Or by hearing whatever it is you have to say. You're gauging their interest in what it is that you have to say. Remember, you got to pay attention, guys. Focus on who in that crowd is giving you their full attention and start leaning towards that area. I've said this before in previous episodes, but your goal is to start little fires. So if you've got a side of the ring that is giving you more love, or even if it's just one or two people that are giving you the most love or hate, whatever it is you desire, out of your audience while you're cutting a promo... You should be focusing over there. Start a little fire with them. Get them fired up so that the person two rows behind them goes, hey, he's actually paying directly attention to those people that are making such a ruckus. I'm going to make such a ruckus. And then you've got a person two rows back doing it and a person three seats down from them doing it and then five rows back doing it and then somebody on the other side says, man, he's spending way too much time giving them love. I want some love over here. And so they start getting wild. And now you have set that whole arena ablaze. Yes, you can do that in a match, but you can really do that in a promo because you can actually focus and speak directly to them with a microphone. That's an amazing gift that you have, the ability to directly communicate with all these people who bought tickets to come to a show and see you. So entertain them, speak to them, make them hate you, make them love you, but use that feeling out process to determine who it is you need to be leaning towards. And this also, if you're doing a promo early in a show and you have a match later or a match directly after your promo or something, now you already have a good idea of where you need to be directing a lot of your attention during the match as well. So that's a great thing to use, that feeling out process. I always love doing that. If I got to cut a promo in the beginning of the show and I found out that the north side of the arena was dead silent, but the east side was ruckus, boy, I would focus all my attention on that east side as much as possible and and then hopefully unlock everyone else in the room. So to have a good time. So start those little fire, guys, by using your feeling out process, your introduction and your promo to find out who is most interested in what you have to say. So the shine of a pro wrestling match, which I'm going to define in case you've never heard that phrase before. But this is the pillars of your hero, right? Like, And what I mean by that is really you, especially if you're the good guy and you're talking about your story. But it might not be you. It might be your opponent because you might be the bad guy. But here is where you make either yourself as the hero or your opponent, because you're the villain, actually important. Because that, in and of itself, is super important. You want your opponent to feel important to the crowd. Because then that way it means more that you're fighting him. Regardless of whether you're the hero or the villain, you want your opponent to feel like a big thing. Just like you are a big thing. That way you have a much bigger match coming. So here's where your story is focused on the hero. And again, whether that's you or your opponent. Now, all promos are different. Lay the foundation of why you should be talking at all. Give them reasons to support your hero. 
In a match, the good guy is going to land an impressive sequence or an action that makes him look incredible. That's called the shine. When the hero is just unleashing and it looks like he's untouchable, um, he looks like Superman. He's boom, boom, boom. That's the shine in the beginning of a pro wrestling match where the hero looks unstoppable. So um, what if you're the villain here? Right? You, you, like, well, you know, I'm talking about shine, and shine's not typically for the villain. What do I do? So talk about your hero then. Whether that is actually a person you will be facing soon or maybe even just an idea. I mean, if it's a person, then talk them up. Make your opponent sound impressive. Make your potential matchup more dramatic by building a strong base for your opponent. If you are cutting a promo with no opponent in mind, perhaps your hero is the actual event itself. Maybe it's the people of that town that you're going to. Put over the promotion itself, the event, the building, the town. Something, you know, Build something up so that your audience has a visualization of who the hero is if it's not you. Right. So keep that in mind, guys. Do the shine. Do the part to make your opponent look amazing, make your venue, make your company, make your idea, whatever it is you're trying to get all across, look amazing. Build them up. Hey, John, yeah. I, I don't know if you mind if I put you on no, the spot. Please here, go but, ahead. But could we, like, yeah. wh- what would the, how uh, would you do that exactly? I'm trying to, okay. I'm trying to get that, like, if, if you are the, you know, you're trying to shine. So if I'm the villain. Let me say that I'm the villain. I feel like that's the part that a lot of people listening are going to have the most trouble with. Like you're the villain and I'm asking you to do the shine, which is the responsibility of the hero. And the hero's not in the ring with you while you're cutting the promo. Okay. How do you do that speaking? And he might be, you might be doing a promo where you're going back and forth or whatnot. This is just where I'm going to talk him up in a way that makes him sound more important without like giving him his props maybe right, necessarily yeah. well or i'm going to i'm here's what i don't want you to do this is the main problem this is really where people go wrong and you ruin this idea of doing shine in a promo is where you start dogging them tell, talking about how this is where villains especially go bad they start talking about like yeah i'm facing john friday night but you know what he's a piece of crap he couldn't beat me on on his best day and he's he does he couldn't beat anybody in that locker room i don't even know why i'm facing him and now all of a sudden you've made it a point to the crowd that your opponent is so less than you that what would beating him even mean you're beating somebody that's not any good and then what if he beats you if that was the plan now you've been beaten by somebody that you said wasn't even any good so what does that make you like it really doesn't serve any purpose to dog your opponent make them look bad and then beat them or be beaten by them it doesn't help anybody so talk them up i you know you might say something along the lines of mention their accomplishments you might say you know john's been world champion 13 times i get that he's one of the best in the absolute world that way you've established that, and you say, I'm going to beat him, not because he's not the best, but because I'm better. Like, you know, yeah, something right. like that. That's where you can kind of flip it back around. Mm-hmm. So something along the lines of that. Always think about making them seem more important, because then when you get beat, you got beat by somebody that's awesome. Yeah. And if you beat them, that makes you awesome. So keep that in mind. That's kind of what I mean yeah, by yeah. that. Yeah. So next up, after the shine... We're going to the heat. So the heat is the pillars of your bad guy. And here's, you know, so during a match, this is where the tide turns. Typically a villain cheats or does something to get the upper hand on his hero um, to begin the process of breaking them down and making it look like they're never going to be able to mount a comeback, right? So if you're the villain 
again, this is kind of what I was just talking about, and it applies to both sides. It applies to whether you're the hero or the villain. Don't bash your hero and make them seem meaningless, all right? You've already discussed their accomplishments, right? So a better heat for your promo would be to explain why you, why you yourself, haven't accomplished the same things. Like, maybe, yes, your hero has been world champion, but that mean that that's only because he has the machine of the company behind him, and I've had to scrape and claw my way from the streets, you know, to get here. Like that's where you kind of, as a hero, can start putting a better heat in your promo by explaining exactly why this person has something that you want and you haven't gotten it yet, you know, because uh, they have the support of the crowd, they have the support of the company, what whatever. Um, let's say so. Let's flip it. I mean, because I've been talking a lot about the villain. Let's say you're the hero and you're cutting a promo. And um, you have no villain to give the heat for this promo, right? Use your own struggles. The bad guy in your life could be your, your unfortunate upbringing as a child or something. People can really relate to that stuff. That's why, like, when we did the episode where I described my time backstage at WWE, um, they asked everyone to cut a promo as their character and as their real human person. Right. Because a lot of times, the real human person might actually have a better story or at least a more relatable story than this character you've built up in your mind. But sometimes when you live through it yourself, it's hard for you to actually see it. Like, it's a weird thing. It's a weird process. And if you know, you know, I guess. But, like, sometimes your life, you go through it, and then you create this fictional character as a pro wrestler, and you think, man, this character's great. It's awesome. But in reality, all that real stuff you went through is way more relatable to a crowd. And using that using your own struggles, um, talking real about how hard it is to get where you are now, um, that helps you endear yourself to the crowd so that they can anticipate what might be next, which is you overcoming those struggles and being the underdog and becoming the world champion, something like that. So that's your heat where you're actually discussing the difficulties of your life or discussing the difficulties of your journey to where you are right now. Or if you have a specific villain, you can discuss the pain that they put you through without tearing them down. So Mm -hmm. if you were to look at like Dusty Rhodes, he would give a promo and he would be like, you know, son of a plumber. And he would kind of go into that. And he he was usually doing it for them. Like they were a part of him. He was one of them. Where, Where would that go in the... You know, is that I'm not sure. Is yeah. that heat or is that like shine for himself? What, so he's a, he, that that would be when he's talking about his actual upbringing. When he's talking about like because a lot of times, and this is why Dusty's works so well, is because he was opposite of like Ric Flair, who is in limousines and jets, right. and he's got gold all over him and stuff. And and Dusty would put that heat on himself basically by talking about how well I'm not that I'm not anything special like I'm not a world class athlete I don't yeah. look like one right. um, I got one weird looking eyeball I got I got like uh, I, I'm the son of a plumber and all that stuff you talked about I'm a common man like right, I'm just yeah. a common man and um, American, right? yeah yeah the, but like here I am fighting the guy that has the world championship body and the world championship smile and the world championship hair and belt and mm-hmm. riding in the limousines and stuff like here I am and I'm fighting this guy. So it helps all the common people endear themselves to him. And that's putting himself down in a way that doesn't make him seem like less than right. right? Like he's cause he can, you're it's relatable. Now you can think, 
well, I can be, if he can be that, I can be that, right? Yeah. That, that's how you endear yourself to the crowd. So in my opinion, everything that Dusty would say is more similar to the heat of a match, mm-hmm. which is him actually putting, okay. putting limitations upon himself. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, because the villain in that scenario is his upbringing. The villain is the town he grew up in that, that was, you know, not high class and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Like, so that's what I love. And that is one of the reasons why I love Dusty Rhodes promos and stuff. There are some of the greatest things to listen to. I mean, Dusty and Ric Flair, you can't really get much better than that. So if you want prime examples of amazing babyface promos, you go to Dusty Rhodes, amazing heel promos, you go to Ric Flair, and yeah. they're the classics for a reason. Like, they're, they're considered some of the greatest of all time for a reason. All right. So what comes next, right? Shine, heat, all that stuff after your introduction. Now we're going to go into the comeback. So these are the stories and examples and analogies that you're going to use in your promo to support those pillars, which are either your hero or your villain, right? So in a match, it's where the hero uses those reserves he has, right, to finally launch that counterattack on the villain. So going back to my last example of being a babyface and using your struggles as your villain, now you mount your comeback. And here's how, you know, this is you're going to tell them how you got to where you are now and why you belong. So it's like, yes, I'm the son of a plumber. I'm not rich at all, but I fought my way here every day. I spent more hours in the gym than you did. Mm-hmm. I spent more time, you know, uh, working full-time jobs, multiple jobs to at the same time to earn enough money to drive here, like to get here. I didn't have any sleep. And I did all this and still succeeded, and now I'm facing the world champion. Like, that's how you get everyone to understand your struggle and how you got there. And that, that, that story could work honestly either side. You could have a villain doing the same thing. It all depends on where you direct your aggression. You direct your aggression towards, you know, your opponent. You might be a good guy. You direct it towards the crowd. You're probably going to end up being a bad guy. Mm-hmm. So you can think about those little subtleties. There's subtleties to all this stuff. But um, as a heel... You might bring up how the hero bested you one time and you've never forgotten about it, right? Um, You know, this should end up being the most exciting part of your promo, honestly, because this is where you're telling the... The, the stories and the like the analogies and the stuff that yeah. pro wrestling is really important or that it really makes it pro wrestling important which is those great examples and stories of here's where I came from here's what I did to get here and here's what I'm going to do now that I've made it right. like that's what I love about the comeback in a pro wrestling match and in your promo where you're really just explaining to people this is where I am now and this is why I can still succeed and this is why I'm going to still move forward All right, so after your comeback, what happens in a pro wrestling match, right? It's the finish. It's time to go home, as we say. So this is your compelling close to your promo. Much like a match, um, the thing people are going to remember the most is the ending. And that goes with your promos and your pro wrestling matches. When I design a match or a promo, I always start exactly the same way at the end. Okay, I always work backwards. I craft my ending, you know, I I craft the ending, you know, that serves the story that you wanted to tell from the very beginning, right? You figured out what you wanted to tell. So now I crafted a perfect ending for that. And then I work backwards, creating the rest of the layout from the ending. Mm -hmm. That's what I like to do. Uh, Like almost like spider webbing out from a center point or whatever you want to, however you want to call it. I build that ending and then I just work backwards from there. So that's where I want to be at the the 10-minute point of my promo. Where do I need to be at the 6-minute point? Right. Where do I need to be at the 4-minute point? Where do I need to open it? Come from there. Because if you start with the opening 
you're probably going to front load it way too much and you're not going to have anything compelling at the end, right? So always start with the ending in mind. Um, and, you know, uh, the worst mistake you can make is not knowing how to end a speech. Like, it's, it's, it's yeah. bad. And a speech or a pro wrestling match, like, really, that's the worst mistake you can make because it's going to lead to you droning on and on with no end in sight and probably just repeating yourself. That happens a lot. It's happened to me. You just end up repeating yourself because you don't know how to escape, yeah. right? You don't know how to get out of this. You don't know where the parachute is. Yeah, so no, nothing yeah. worse than a bad ending. I mean, uh, yes, you're watching a good movie and it yes. ends bad. It just that's all the you whole remember. Thing. Yeah, that's exactly. all you remember, and, it, and it's because you're always going to say like, "Movie was pretty good, but ugh, that ending. Yeah. I hate that." And you don't want that to happen in your promos, guys. Um, this doesn't necessarily mean that you got to have a snappy catchphrase. I mean, that helps, I guess, if you got a good one. That's perfectly right. fine. Um, but not everybody has to be the rock, right? We don't all have to be stone cold. I mean, it would be nice, but like the, you don't have to be. You don't have to have that that perfect zing one liner every time. Um, it just means you need to leave them with a lasting impression. And you know, you've done some public speaking. I've done lots of pro wrestling matches and stuff as well. We, I mean, we you host meetings and stuff, even at, at you know at the gym here and stuff. Like you, you always want to know how to finish it and how to leave a nice lasting impression. Um, yeah, and, and everything has to come together. It, it has does. to get like tied together, a nice little bow that you know uh, makes people want to uh, exactly. Yeah, to show up. Hopefully, to show up to see the wrestling yeah. match, or to to stay for more, or to hear the next promo, or come to buy a ticket to the next event. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always have to be about an actual one-on-one match. It might be just you trying to sell tickets yeah. to your next show. But this is how I always craft my promos, guys. I always go through these steps right here. These processes. And again, it doesn't matter if I'm actually thinking about a particular opponent or if it's just uh, whatever, if it's just me talking about making a show happen, like right. making an actual event happen be more important, making a town sell out, like if a, if a promoter is asking mm-hmm. you to help them like sell a venue or something. So use these steps, guys. Go through this process and level up your game. That's what this is all about. We need to get better. And I've said it on here before. But I believe there truthfully is a point of diminishing returns on becoming a better bell-to-bell in-ring pro wrestler. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you can get really good. You can always get better. I encourage you to always practice and get better. But, man, if you're the best freaking wrestler already and you look around you and you're like, I'm actually kind of better than all these people around me, then how are you going to level up there? Maybe it's time to move. Yes, that's one thing. But if you want to level up your game, maybe you focus on the thing that you're neglecting, which is your promo art. Like, and again, I started this whole podcast off by saying that promos were more important than your matches. And that's because most promoters, if you're trying to get a job or trying to get hired somewhere, they're not going to watch a 20 minute match, but they will watch a two minute promo. Like I promise you, Mm -hmm. you can get a two minute promo to a promoter and have them watch it. And if it's good, they're going to really enjoy that. They're going to love somebody sending them an awesome freaking promo. Definitely. Yeah, so I, I just, guys, keep that in mind. Always work back from the ending, and uh, I want to I hear about this. Let me know how you craft your promos. Mm-hmm. Let me know what you think about these tips that we provided you with today because I would love to hear it. I'd love to see some promos posted in our Facebook group. Yeah, I was group. just thinking that. So be sure you head on over to Facebook. Join our private Facebook group at how to become a pro wrestler. Just click to join, answer a couple questions. We'll let you right in. You can talk to me and Aaron. You can talk to the guests that we've had on this podcast. They're all members in there as well. And I love it when you guys post promos in there. We've had a few recently, and I love to watch them. I love to hear them. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we had, um, and um, I'm forgetting his name right now, yeah. but he posted, he was looking for his first match. Yes, and, uh, yeah, he, which he, is uh, such an interesting concept. He, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really, I really like that, putting himself out there. Uh, sorry, uh, I'm not remembering your name right now, but uh, he, a, he got yeah. his first match, which was awesome. Yes. And they actually, the uh, guy that was uh, promoting that, like, cut a promo on him, yeah. you know, bugging him so much about getting his first match, and he's putting him up against the champ, I believe. Hey, there you go. So uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty sweet. Man, and that's a uh, – we've got a lot of good people in that group right. that seem to be very helpful and positive. So yeah, yeah. Um, I know it can be hard sometimes to put yourself out there, but I, I, I believe that we got a good group in there that's going to – benefit you if you're posting stuff and really looking for we, help we're all growing we're all yeah. we've all been there too like you know guys just don't think uh, i that's a, a thing that i i tell some of my teammates here um is just like we don't think about it like we're going through these struggles and we're worried about our promos or we're worried about our matches and stuff mm-hmm. and we think that we're the only ones in the world experiencing this problem and i promise you that that is not true yeah. everyone else is going through the same stuff so yeah. let's get it out there and let's talk about what we need to improve on and let's make it happen so all right guys thank you so much for listening to how to become a pro wrestler the podcast where we teach you the skills that you need to go from your living room to the main event and don't wait for your opportunity guys take it <laughs>